This is the Beyond the Dojo podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Jeremiah. And do you remember a few weeks ago when we were driving into town, which this happens all the time, but somebody was like really like coming up on our butts and then went around us. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's got a karate sticker on the back of his car. Do you remember what you said? <laughs> Jeremiah says <laughs> he doesn't it. know Budo. <laughs> freaking idiot. Well, obviously. I was doesn't. like, this is true. He really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, my one of my idiotic moments, yeah. No, uh, it's just a pet peeve with the passing. You guys, if you pass like that, you don't know math, so it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, so we wanted to recount a little story that happened recently, and I wasn't here. I got all of the details on the phone, but Jeremiah, you want to kind of dive into uh, what happened here a few weeks, not a few weeks ago, a few months ago? A couple ago. months ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first... We've been having this issue with this this guy kind of going in into people's houses, going around people's property, you know, kind of checking things out. Well, um, staring at their teenage girls. Looking through their windows, yeah. looking at, at their girl, their baby girls. And uh, it got to a point um, that he was stalking our, our neighbors across the street pretty severely. And they had had a couple interactions with the, the girls that live there and their, their father... And it, you know, it was back and forth verbally, and he would leave, and they come back ten minutes later. Well, the father came over and told me that he was hiding in our driveway. Our driveway doesn't have lights, so at that time, um, so it was a convenient spot for him to be able to watch them without being seen. Um, so one night, he uh, he came over and he said, you know, that boy's in your yard again. You know, he just kind of gave me a heads up. I call the cops to see what I could do legally. I was like, hey, what what's what can I do here? And I'm on the phone with the, the cops as I hear something outside. So I walk around the back of my house, and he's in our driveway. He's literally came back within five minutes of being ran off. He's in our driveway again. And, like, crouching down. Crouching down, trying to, like, not be noticed. I'm in my flip-flops. I got my pajamas on. No shirt, just the shorts on. So I'm looking redneck as all can be. <laughs> you know, big, big old gut. Wow, what, boy, what you doing? Mm-hmm. And hindsight says I I approached it the wrong way. Hindsight says, and and advice from very very respected, very dear friends, said you know you went about the wrong way. You should have went with the attitude of handling business, being very direct with what your intentions were. I went in there big dog, and I was yelling. I had the cops on the phone still, so I'm. Get off my yard, get out of my drive, da, 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 cussing the boy, trying to just big dog my way through it. And he would take a couple steps and stop. Like what, like, looking at you? Yeah, he would stop. He would stop and kind of look at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I'm chasing him further, keep on yelling at him. And he, he decides, nah, like he's going to stand his ground. And he kind of like, you know, threw his hands up like I'm ready to fight. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll throw the phone in my pocket. But the cops still on the phone, <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. And I'm I'm ready to go. We we're about to do it. And he we're yelling at each other back and forth, kind of, you know, flinching and everything. And then he kind of like it, it's to me at the time I felt like he kind of was like he dropped his hand and walked off to the side like he was about to leave. And I just like, "Oh, that's kind of strange." And by the time I turned to see him, he clocks me twice, hits me in the eye. Bam bam. I'm the like same arm. No, it's a double. It's like one, two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, huh. And I just yell. I kind of like, exp- you know, it, it wasn't like, 
I think it was like one of those reactive kiais. Like when you get hit, sometimes you just know to kind of huh, like, like blow the air out. And I did that. And I looked up at him and he, he looks at me. He's like, with that, oh my God, look like, oh shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's over now. And I started going after him and he just runs down the, floor, the road. Yeah. He had cut my eye a little bit. My eyes were a little swollen. And, you know, I, I took it as a defeat. Honestly, I, I took it as like, I just got my, my butt whooped, right? <laughs> Not really, but okay. And it just pissed me off. And it made me think about like, we say it all the time, there's no no protection for sucker punches. Right. But in reality, there is. And, and this is where I'm thankful for the advice I get from friends, teachers. And one of my, my, my teacher told me, he said, you went about it all wrong. Your attitude and, your, and the way you thought about the situation was wrong. He says, you were just trying to run your mouth, and he was ready to fight. Made sense. And he goes, when you get in those situations, no matter what, you need to be ready and preparing yourself to be to be in an uh, altercation. And, and that just was like, duh, good job, Jay. Because, you know, a lot of us walk around and go, yeah, I'm always ready. I'm always on the alert. But are we really? You know, there's, it's so complicated, though, when you get in a situation like that. Because, like, yeah. going through his mind, I'm sure, was we don't own the property we live on. So, you know, I've been through concealed carry courses, and there are specific legalities on what you can, what kind of weapon you can have when and when you defend yourself. And there's all this, like, castle doctrine and all this kind of stuff. And granted, you aren't using a weapon. But it's like there are legalities as far as like what you're actually allowed to do and when honestly depending the, on whether or not like what the situation is so all the, of that is an issue too yeah the the initial thought wasn't really you know honestly it was like okay just run them off the fo- cops are on the phone run them off mm-hmm. and then have talked to the cops like look man this is what we're dealing with but he wouldn't run off he wouldn't just leave I just think it's hilarious that he was on the phone with the cops and then the altercation happened while he was on the phone and then Jeremiah like pulls the phone out like, did you hear that? <laughs> well, actually, what I said was, you dumb <laughs> yeah. SOB, yeah. the cops heard everything, <laughs> you stupid, MF. <laughs> oh my God. And then the cops are like, hey, you okay? I'm like, yeah, you got me. He's like, oh, we're on our way. We're just around the corner. But oh honestly, God. the thought process through the whole thing was... At first, it was just like, run this boy off. And then I I, I say boy. He was, what, early 30s? He's my age. He's we 30, graduated right? together, yeah. <laughs> so the first thought was, oh, my gosh, this if my if Lauren was here yeah. by herself. Right. Um, you know, if we had children. Yeah. And it just, my emotions kind of ran over me. And I got emotionally invested and angry and wasn't thinking clearly. You know, I didn't keep that separated and handled business. I was, I was like, oh my gosh, this could be something serious. And it, it allowed me to kind of lose my focus. The second thought was, okay, what can I do legally? Like, how can I handle the situation without causing me to go to, to jail? Because it is what it is, right? If you get an altercation, both people are going to jail. That's just the way it is in Florida. Well, I'm not 100% sure on that. And we may need to ask because... If you think so? I'm pretty sure because yeah. the first question the cops asked me when they saw me, they go, let me see your hands. Yeah, okay. And I showed them the hands, and there was no kind of signs of being in an altercation at all. Right. And that 
I think in itself kind of cleared me of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I did the thing that I thought was right, and that was to press charges. Right. Yeah, so. I think the scary part, <clears throat> too, like another, like, overthinking thing is, okay, so you're concerned about being arrested, which sucks, yeah. but then the flip side is, is like, oh, my God, what if he had like, had a weapon and it had been more serious, and your concern the whole time was, I don't want to get arrested, and yet, you know you're put at risk for not fighting back. I feel like there's this catch-22 for anybody trying to defend themselves, regardless of the institution. Um, you know, what I'll say to that is this, is um, in hindsight, handle your business and deal with the legality afterwards. Yeah. You know, if you're doing the right thing, you're being, you know, you have Budo in mind, where you, you, right. you're you doing the right thing. You're not, you know, beating up innocent people. Not you're intentionally defending, trying to fight somebody. And, yeah, and... and and you're defending yourself, then do the right thing and deal with the rest, right? Yeah. And that was the exact words of what, what our teacher said was, hey, do what you have to do and then worry about the rest later because what's more important right now? And that's it made sense, right? Yeah. So I got a little bit of a swole eye. I got a little bit of a cut on my eye. Mm-hmm. Cops came. They looked at my hands. They didn't see that I had any fight. Any, you know, I wasn't in an altercation. Uh, they got the boy that night. Yeah. You know, he had run after. I get the funny part is like, I think he thought he was gonna hit me, and I was just gonna cower down mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, he got hit." Okay, mm-hmm. and and I just kind of stood at him and I literally said, "You messed up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I'm gonna get you." I'm sure he caught for that. <laughs> and and he, he that's when the boy turned around and ran. Right. And I'm I'm not gonna run after nobody. <laughs> yeah, I know. not gonna do that. So <laughs> I just kind of stood there, and that's when I, you know, was like, ah, "I got the cops on the phone. You're stupid." Blah yeah. blah. But lesson learned is no, you cannot defend on a sucker punch, but you can create less of an opportunity for it to happen. You know, if I'd have kept my 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 focus on him and kept my angles correct and kind of kept me standing in a situation where he had to, I had to be, I was able to see everything he did and was able to kind of keep square with him. I, it wouldn't have happened the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's to me is re, is the solution for sucker punches is don't be vulnerable for it. Don't lose your mental fortitude and get caught up in your emotions and forget the goal at hand. The goal at hand is don't get hit. Right. Right. And and that's where I messed up. I took it and I dropped that focus, mm-hmm. and he took he took advantage of the, the the opportunity. Yeah. Well, anybody who is like he's obviously a lot smaller than you, little skinny kid, not very fit. So I don't think he was. He's not. He's smaller than me, but I don't think you'd call him a skinny kid. Okay. Well, he's he's a lot smaller framed than you are. He's a smaller frame than me, but he obviously is a manual. He he did manual labor. Right. So there's there's that. I'm but, not, I, but I think they'll do little sneaky things like that, like right. try to catch you off guard. And I think I think even one of the guys from the dojo was saying, uh, you know, that's how they fight nowadays. It's not this we're gonna beat each other up. It's this how can I stick you a couple times and then run, mm-hmm. you know. And that was the other thing, you know. I had a, a misconception of what what interaction was at that moment. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's where I felt I fell apart again. It's it was a mental ap- approach that was flawed. Yeah. You know, and I'll I'll tell you, I'll admit that, man. I deserve that punch because, in a way, I allowed it to happen. Like I kind of I I dropped my ball. 
all the training we talk about and all the work we do to, to get ourselves ready for that point. And mentally, mm-hmm. I was not focused enough to handle it. Yeah. And that's where I, I was really upset with myself. Man, but it is just, like, emotions aside, to fight against an opponent like that, like, you were just... We don't train that way because the people we're training against are willing to willing put up and, a fight. So we're training against somewhat skilled fighters, you know, not people who are little sneak attack, little B words yeah, and run off. Yeah. Um, but if that's if that's the game that's being played, that's mm-hmm. the game we need to investigate. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's how it's going to be, then we need to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I was just mentally ill prepared. I wasn't prepared mentally to handle this situation. Yeah. And if you want to be someone who feels like they're safe with their own hands, they ha- you have to you have to be willing to not only be physically ready and, and tactically ready, but you have to be mentally, you have to have that fortitude of like, um, you know, you have to have that clear-cut, clear-cut mind and, and separation of emotion and, and focus on what needs to be there. Yeah. Uh, you know, biggest lesson for me was, yeah, he got me once or twice. It didn't hurt, but my ego, <laughs> it got bruised, you know. It's, yeah. It was one of those things, it's like, man, how did I let this little meth head hit me? And I didn't get a hit in. I didn't get anything back, and he just runs off. You know, and that, that bothered me for a while. Um, and it, it comes back to, you know, it comes back to the old school training, you know. Some of you guys will know, understand this, and some of you won't. The old school training was you just did a thousand repetitions of of stupid things, right? You did step and punch all class or something, right? But sometimes, you know, the teachers even call it, they would say it's it's spirit training, Mm. right? And the spirit training was this idea that, A, you separate how you felt about what you're doing. Yeah. The struggle of not wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. The emotional part of like, why am I doing this? And you just kind of put your head down and do it, right? Sure. And, you know, as much as I don't like that kind of training, there was there there is value to it, right? So. The cat yeah. keeps meowing at us. Yeah. To go away. Uh-huh. Wow, thanks. Um, yeah, you know, I, I feel like that, to me, it's more complicated because I can see working to separate <clears throat> your own emotions, like how you feel about what you're having to put yourself through but when it comes to somebody else like now i'm involving another person or they have involved themselves to me that's what made it more complicated when i had that situation happen last year where it was like this person is attack well he was attacking his wife and then he was attacking me and it's like even then there's a part of you that's like i don't want to do this i don't want to engage in this situation but i know i can't allow myself to get hurt. I don't want to really hurt this person. Not really. Um, so I feel like that is makes it more complicated because it's not just what I'm putting myself through. It's now what, how is this going to affect this other person? Yeah, no concern of mine. None. <laughs> no. Well, it no. shouldn't be a concern of anyone's, but no, yeah, I you know. know. I mean, it's like, listen, Still the battle. situation, I didn't ask for him to be in my, my driveway. I didn't ask him to be a fucking perv. Excuse me. I didn't ask him to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the situation is what it is, mm-hmm. right? And it is what it is, right? Yeah. And it, I'm not gonna, I, if I would have took, if I had to do over again, if I had the situation to do over again, I wouldn't have talked as much. I just told him to leave, 
Yeah. And if he refused to, I would have calmly walked, got my distance, tell him to leave again. He refused to. I would have just hit him. Mm-hmm. I would have hit him several times. Yeah. I would have knocked him as hard as I could. And then I would stood there and say, if you want more, stay. If you don't, leave. Mm-hmm. And kept it very businesslike. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. You know, my voice got louder. My, my anxiety, my anxiousness got louder. And it, lo- it, it took control of what I should have been doing. And that stayed cool, calm, and collective in the moment. Yeah. And I didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Like, even in situations where you were, where you were playing the 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 hero right in a sense because there was an action going on mm-hmm. and you're saving your friend mm-hmm. right to me it's easier to go that's the bad guy yeah that's the guy i gotta stop yeah, click yeah, yeah. right yeah this is a little different because it's like in my mind there was no physical altercations going on yeah right He's a weirdo, but yeah. the cops have been informed. Right. I had the cops on my phone. Mm-hmm. So it was more like, you know, gray area to me. Yeah, I get that. So um, not because I didn't want to hurt the guys because, you know, in my mind, being having the, the history I have mm-hmm. and knowing that sometimes when you just when you're effed up, when you're messed up on drugs, mm-hmm. reality is not what reality is. Right. You, you, you're living in this world that is reality but the interactions and how you perceive what's going on is completely different yeah and that's totally how that guy was the time with me he just nobody was home nobody was home right and that's kind of how i felt here and it's like well you know i didn't feel bad for the man or the boy i didn't feel bad at all it was just like i knew his reality wasn't what was actually going on yeah. And it wasn't like he was psychotic towards someone and very violent. Mm-hmm. It was trapped in his own, like, struggle within himself. Yeah. Because, you know, we've talked to the guy, this girl's father, and the father said when he's sober, yeah, he's a different person. Mm-hmm. And he, he re, he's regretful and repentant, you sure. know? I just, I mean, he said to the father, when I get on it, I can't control myself. Yeah. You know, so that's a little bit of a struggle there, but, but at I, the same time. But I think that, you know, okay, he's obviously dealing with addiction issues, and that's his personal issue he needs to get help for. And right. hopefully he's better because he spent six months in jail after that. Right. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean that when you interact with that person, you have to debilitate. Well, I mean, you're, you're debilitating enough to get away and get safe, but not maybe so much to maim forever. I mean, granted... We always tell people that if your life is at risk, yeah. that person's life is, is essentially forfeit. I mean, and that sucks. Yeah. And I, I know it's complicated, but, you know, yeah, more but than likely of, you're not going to maim them for life. So you got to kind of right. go for it. But with, with someone with some a lot of experience, not even like, and I'm not saying like fighting experience, you know, talking about just like dojo sparring, mm-hmm. violence and interaction. Mm-hmm. You know when that person isn't going to fight back. You know that, yeah. right? And if you have, if you're a good, good person inside, you can tell the, the lesson's been taught, and you just move on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know that I think, in a way, you know, honestly, God stepped in and saved us both. Yeah. You know, He kept me from going to jail because <laughs> of beating this dude's ass, and He He gave an opportunity to that dude to clean up, yeah. become sober. Oh yeah. 
and and have time to reflect on what he's doing yeah. does that change that dude i don't know i haven't seen him since we ain't buddies right you know what i mean but in my perspective it's like okay god taught me a lesson you mm-hmm. need to be more aware of what's going on. You need mm-hmm. to be focused on what you need to do, you know. And when you have to be a soldier, be a soldier. Right. So. Yeah, a little bit more cut and dry rather than yeah thinking through all of it. And, you know, right. it, it's funny because um, you spend 20 plus, 30 plus years training and stuff like that. And I think, honestly, it's very different when you're in this scenario unless you have somehow exposed yourself to enough visuals or video of this happening or whatever i think unless you have really studied or somehow like mentally put yourself in that situation until you've actually been in it you don't realize like how complex it becomes in your brain like how many thoughts run through your head you know how many steps you're turning it into versus just taking care of business it's like you know this is where it's going to end up. You know it's going to end up being physical, but you're like putting all these things in the way before you get to that point. For me, it's it was it's a, a an age thing too, right? Because in my twenties, my teens and twenties, that scenario would be completely different. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even talk to the man. I would have just ran up, tackled him, sure. and just start beating him because that's who I was then. Sure. But as I get older, a I don't chase after anybody. I run. <laughs> B there, there is that like self-conscious of what what can you do here what's the right thing to do how can we handle this without getting to that point mm-hmm. as a young man i'm like oh boy we get to fight yeah i want to do this mm-hmm. as an older man i'm like eh, yeah it's not that great because you know as a young man after the fight i'd be high off the adrenaline rush i'd be my ego would just be flaring up mm-hmm. but when all that faded away I felt guilty. Yeah. I felt like a bully. Yeah. You know, because in my mind, I mean, you've trained most of your life, Jeremiah. These people have never, probably never been in fights before. Did you feel any better with not having an interaction with the kid? I mean, I mean uh, not really. Honestly, I didn't feel the guilt or shame. Okay. I felt, I felt my ego hurt. Yeah. The the image of who I thought I was <laughs> okay. didn't play true to when the situation came. Uh, yeah. So it was this question of like. Am I truly that person? Am I ready all the time? And the answer is no. Yeah. No matter how much training you do, no how much thought and, and process, are you living that perspective of this this situation could get bad? How do I handle it? Yeah. This situation is 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 close to the, the heart. How do I separate it? Mm-hmm. You know, to be cool, calm, and collective, there there has to be a point where your your mental aspect is stronger than your physical, and that's yeah that's where I fell apart. You know, my emotions got the better of me and thus he got the better of me. I, know. I beat myself. Right. I think Sun, Sun Tzu says, know thy enemy and know yourself, know yourself and know thy enemy. Yeah. And I think sometimes people think of that as like, know your weaknesses, know what you can and cannot do. But mm-hmm. it also means, do you know yourself enough to know what you'll do in that moment? The mm-hmm. spirit, the mental aspect. And Budo makes more sense now. Tea ceremonies, flower arrangement. You know, there's not a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Right? But mentally, you know, how to arrange that flower arrangement to where it's just right. You know, it takes a lot of thought, a lot of, of desire, what you want it to look like and what it's looking like. 
Um, tea ceremony, same thing. You're taking this long, prolonged mental effort, mental fortitude. And I think that that's maybe was the appeal to those guys that were war, war hardened, you know, experienced, you know, life and death by the sword, very like close and, and personal. And they were able to just kind of separate themselves. Mm-hmm. And it was a way to practice that without yeah. the engagement. Um, so yeah, kind of like a safer, a safer, um, discipline maybe. Yeah, it's a safer discipline, but have, asking the same kind of stress, the same kind of, uh, mental fortitude right i know it sounds it sounds like a reach but trust well, me when I, say I mean, it's yeah just... i think there's there's a routine there and like a practice like a kind, right. of, kind of and and it's you know <clears throat> like meditation to me is inwardly right you're sitting there you're thinking about your breath you're thinking about what what's going on and how to kind of calm past that right and then what happens is you forget about yourself and the outside world starts to become louder you know, the cicadas get louder. The wind feels stronger. Um, and I think that's the opposite of what you need when you're in, in a moment of um, altercation. When you're in an altercation, you need to be, everything else is quieter and just the one thing. Mm-hmm. You're just, that one, focus on just that one focus. And, and maybe I'm going about meditation the wrong way. Yeah. Right? But that's, that's where I felt like I lacked. When meditation, you typically will focus on one thing. Right. Eventually, you try to get your focus on to one thing. Right, but it's not external, right? Generally, it's... It can be. The most things I've heard of meditation, mm-hmm. the way to be in a meditative state mm-hmm. is you focus on your breath. And once your breath gets to a certain point, everything else becomes louder. True. Where everything else you notice more, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> I don't not, know. It's not wrong. But that's just, what I understand just it Just there's be. many, many, many uh, ways of doing it. Right. Just, I think overall, what I want to get across is this: is you know, if you're a martial artist and you're training for a long time and you spent years on the dojo floor, you know, some of those old school approaches they teach you things that you don't realize you need until you need them. Yeah. You know, and I think you know, strategy, tactics, technique, um, physical ability is all necessary. But let's not forget the mental aspect of it. Let's not forget how to be, how to control your emotions in a situation, how to turn that switch on, not only physically, but mentally, and be like, okay, this is the objective. Let's do it. I think to, not to end it on a negative note, but um, you have to also accept that if you don't cut it off at the pass here, it can escalate. So... Um, like the situation that I had, I didn't know the guy had a gun. I said, I could have ended up dead that day. And that, I mean, I could, you could say to a point that was my fault. I could have done something more than what I did. Um, same thing here. This guy could have had some kind of a weapon. You know, you hear situations all the time where there's just a basic altercation and all of a sudden somebody grabs a weapon of some sort and it's like, Why did it even get to that point? You know, why do people end up beating each other to a complete pulp when it could have been stopped earlier? Um, so, yeah. unfortunately, you do have to keep that in mind as well, is that it can go a completely different direction than what you ha- would think. It might not end up fizzling out the way that you hoped that it would. So, but in the you moment, do have to be more aggressive. I think in the moment, that's that's a recipe for failure. What's that? 
is to be concerned about what could happen. You just have to deal with what is happening. No, I get that, but okay. I mean, like, just not allowing it to con- not being not allowing it to escalate. to continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like trying to de-escalate, de-escalate, or um, trying to at least put yourself in a situation where you're safer mm. um, rather than continuing to engage. I'm not by any means encouraging people to go out to be superheroes. No, no, no. And no. intervene where they're not supposed to be. Right. I mean. Honestly, if that dude was stalking someone across the street but wasn't in our drive, mm-hmm. I would yell at him and tell him to go on. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't pass. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't drive it past. I'd call the cops and be like, "Look, this guy's doing this every night. Mm-hmm. You know, we could put cameras up and watch this dude, mm-hmm. right?" But Creed. that's that's not what happened. Right. You know, you know, Florida. We have a moat law. Once they're on your property or or in their in your house. In your house, in in your car is like the I think it's like a castle doctrine or something. And well, then, Michelle calls it the moat, the moat wall. Basically, okay. once they different. once they get on your property, once they cross onto your property, yeah, yeah. you're you're allowed to self defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. But that's what it, what I was dealing with for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, great lesson in ego. Great lesson in mental fortitude and and how to do it. And you know. The bright thing is I can reflect on it and go, you know what? I am a budoka. I, I do live my life that way because I didn't look at him to say, oh, he's a bad guy. This should have never happened. I looked at myself and said, hey, how can I handle this situation better? Mm-hmm. Right? Because you don't have control of what's going to happen to you, but you have all the control in the world how you respond. Right. Right? And I think that's that's a big lesson in budo itself is this idea of a warrior's mindset in a peaceful time. Mm-hmm. And... Eh. That's what I've been working on. <laughs> so, I'm not getting whacked in the eye. <laughs> yeah, well, the other thing is, you know, I thought he... I've been hit in the face so many times. I, I've never been cut. I never, My skin's never broken loose because I've been hit. Yeah. And my eye got cut. So I think he had either a key ring on or something and used that as, as a pseudo weapon. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't see how I could have got cut. He may have. You could have had really bony knuckles, dude, and just hit you right on the bone. Because that's where you were cut. Was right on that orbital bone right there. It's not the first time I've been hit there, mm-hmm. and I've been hit harder, mm-hmm. way harder, yeah. in those areas, and never been cut. Yeah. So I, in my heart, I believe he had some kind of key ring on, or even mm. maybe even something in his hand that he, whatever he had. He just scratched you. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, what you working on? Um, guys, sorry about the cicadas. Hopefully you can actually hear us. We don't know, we don't know yet until we're done recording this. Um, I'm working on WonCon. So, um, kind of working on the three steps on the way in on the kata, like the timing of that, which is, um, kind of difficult. And then also like the transitions into the nekawashi, into the, into the cat stance. Um, because that is also difficult to go from longer stances to shorter stances and still maintain similar height and similar posture and all that kind of stuff. Thinking through your kata in a way where the movements that you make with your torso and with the rest of your body would actually be effective rather than pulling yourself away from the technique. So yeah. that's a big um, struggle as well, too. So kind of overall timing um, of things and then, you know, I, more like height. a rhythm, not timing of a technique, not like internal technical timing but rhythm from one one sure. technique to the next. Sure, yeah. 
Yeah, well, no, actually, some of it it is technique timing. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely in it there too. Yeah. Which I was nice. working on Wonkon, the same concepts. So I would describe it as the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Steve said la- last night. He said, "What makes this kata difficult is the the rhythm of the kata more than anything else." Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because you know there's crescendos in the movement, and especially that three step you're talking about, where he goes, he goes slow to fast to slow again mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. um and then just you know being able to time it correctly um interesting kata yeah. i like the naneko ashis i like that pivot into them mm-hmm. uh, but definitely it makes sense the way he describes it why it would be considered a advanced kata i was gonna say getting correction on that one and just seeing all the intricate details definitely makes a lot of sense yeah. why it would be right even though it's short it's short and it's kind of and relatively anybody can learn it. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's these, you know, spectacular moves. Right. It's not overly complicated. It's not complicated at all. It's not super technical, but the rhythm aspect of it and the, the pace of things and, you know, just the whole. Yeah, just everything about it. I would argue that it is somewhat technical, though. There's there's some fundamental things there. That if right. those are not down, it is so apparent right. in well, this Right. What kata. I'm talking about is like Gankaku is extremely technical. Sure. Like physically demanding techniques. Uh-huh. That if you don't have the coordination correct or the, the strength to do it, it it's it's pretty crappy. Mm-hmm. Right. But Wonkan, you could do the techniques and still kind of get it. Right. Mm-hmm. But to get it better or more accurate or more more to the better better to the understanding of what we what we know it to be mm-hmm. um it's definitely like the other things like the rhythm and um doing the kick punch and the timing of a normal step and punch mm-hmm. yeah well right. i think i think i think they're all supposed to be like that even like handy done so <laughs> hmm, interesting yeah all right fun stuff fun stuff okay. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Please don't think less of me. We don't think less of you, dear. I'm not no soft ass. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.